Um, I am currently hardly paying attention to you while I'm looking at this Donkey Kong going on. So I realised I asked that and my microphone is off, so now it's on. Oh, okay, so go I think on. We're good. Um, Would you like to re-ask that question? No. Look, the question was, do we have a cold opening? Mm. So, yes, I would like to re-ask it, and I just have. Okay, yeah. Uh, is Does Donkey Kong Country uh, hold a particular special place in your childhood? No, I know nothing about Donkey Kong. How I'm did you I'm get through life? Oh, Nintendo wasn't very big in New Zealand. You're joking. You had much more important... Maybe that's why the beer scene is more advanced in uh, New Zealand. Well, Sega was big. Oh, um, I wonder what the reason for that is. Marketing, I'm guessing, the company distribution. Okay, because Sega was big here, but I mean, I think this is like this was the turning point. I think the Super Nintendo console yeah. was when it like took over as dominant. I knew two people that had them. Wow, and, and they were shunned from society. The, the, well, the first one loaned it to us because they were going away or some right. friend of a friend, and they had a whole bunch of games, mm-hmm. uh, like a Zelda and a sure r- you know, early Mario's or whatever, and. They were a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, Mike Tyson Punch-Out. Right. You ever play that? No. It's a very fun game. Yeah. Um, and then another friend of mine had a Nintendo. We played a shitload of Mario. Yeah, fair enough. But that's, yeah, everyone else had yeah, Sega. Okay. And we always everyone had was collecting them rings with Sonic, eh? We also had a computer. We were an early computer family. Right, okay. Uh, like, very, very early. Yeah, so my, com- my family was a pretty early computer family. So we had this Simpsons game. And like Homer was chasing a donut down this. I was so young that like. Is that the one Homer that started with him being abducted? Bart being abducted? Mate. Oh, no, that was the one that was after. That was the one where it was like a series of arcade games, wasn't it? Uh, maybe. Yeah, I think it was. And you were like Harold Tomatoes, one of the versions of the game. Oh, whatever. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. My but this was earlier than that. And I like my only memory of it is like Homer like was chasing a donut down the street. Hmm. That's, that's all I got, yeah. It's on brand. Yeah, it is. <laughs> he does love donuts. Yeah, classic Homer. Mm. Uh, but this is like actually ruining my day. This are you, you going to go watching this game? Play? Well, I haven't got a Super Nintendo anymore. Would you like to try this beer? I'd love to. Um, it's very very cold, but I'd like you to try my Doctor's Orders beer as well. But it's I, I, I quite enjoy it. Shall we call this the cold opening and come back and do a proper podcast? Yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think salted caramel beers are like miss the mark more than they hit the mark. I don't know if I've ever had a salted caramel beer. I've had them. I've seen a couple and tried them and gone. Eh, whatever. Mm. I think some of them were Gab's beers, yeah, maybe yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, dwarfed by a variety. But that's delicious, though. That doctor's orders, yeah. I had a taste of that just then, and it was delicious. Mm. I agree completely. What's it called? Sacrophobic. Sacrophobic, yeah. Um, Very delicious, though. It's what is it? Just a imperial brown ale. With I think so. Seven percent. Yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, and I'm drinking the Pacific Stout. That's from pretty Rock interesting, Rocker. eh? Yeah. So I'd never heard of it until you mentioned it. Blend of, I think they did it for fun at the brewery one time. Right. A blend of Ramjet, their lauded stout, before it hits the barrel, and their pale ale. It's really fun. It's really like bitter and almost kind of a black IPA. Beer, yeah. a black, almost like a black pale ale, to be honest. I've got some news. Let's run through it. Speaking of Boat Rocker, mm-hmm. two pieces of news. They've filled up their cool ship this week. Yeah. Now, people that don't know what a cool ship is, I'm sure people do, but it's just, it's basically a, um, 
you a pump big bathtub, yeah. Yeah, big bathtub. You pump the beer in to cool down overnight um, for spontaneous fermentation. Yep. Because the idea of it is that um, it ferments in the cool ship with maximum uh, surface area uh, contact, I don't right? Think it doesn't ferment, it, it picks up. The it picks up the um, bacteria, bacteria that's as around, as right? Because it's a big, like, um, rectangular, flat sort of vessel. So yeah, yeah. there's a lot of surface area, open so surface area contact. Lambic, you know, uses that for spontaneous. So, so spontaneous fermentation uh, will be kicked off by a cool ship. Um, yeah, and I, I, we were talking about how big they are because it didn't look that big. Hmm. Uh, 1,500 litres. 1,500 litres, right. One, I think La Sarin is about the same size. Right. I think they're the only two in the country at the moment. Right. Um, that are being okay. used commercially. There might be bits a couple pieces. of other ones, right? Yeah. Fair enough. Um, but it's pretty exciting. Yeah, yeah. They've also I'm keen to see like, I'd love to see like a, I mean, this is total geekery, but I'd love to see the same beer brewed uh, at both sites to see what different bacteria. Oh, I like that. You know idea. what I mean? Yeah. yeah, yeah. They could do a collaboration, perhaps. Oh, that's a really fun idea. Yeah. And then a, then a blend. Yeah. Um, we'll talk to them. We'll talk to them. Yeah, we'll make it happen. Yeah. <laughs> Ah, oh, I got game over. And now Cranky Kong is... Uh, boo. Speaking of Boat Rocker, um, they've rebranded. Sure, yeah. They got rid of the Big Love yep. sort of series. Which I completely agree with. Definitely. Didn't I make too much sense to me, yeah. I am 100% against brands when they split off a little a little side project. Unless it's weird and esoteric. Right. Even then... I think it has to make sense. Mm. Like... Um, I don't think the big love thing made too much sense. Well, not yeah. I think Boat did Rocker are getting a big reputation. Did they totally abandon the red ale? Yeah, I think that's just okay. That's yeah, gone. That's yeah, I okay. get the sense that hasn't been talked yeah. about. Um, but yeah, I think I'm more inclined to get the pale ale now. Definitely. For some reason, I don't know why. Um, yeah, I agree, and I think it's. T- I mean, it is. It is about branding, but um, I don't. Th- I think like. They're creating a reputation as this like very cutting edge. I mean, we just meant we're talking about them because they've just launched their cool ship. And I'm drinking a imperial drinking stout. Pale yeah, exactly. Thing. So, but like, there's no reason why that brand doesn't have a great pale ale. You know what I mean? It doesn't not. It's not out of the ordinary for that brand. Yeah, to yeah, have, yeah. It's 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 a fine thing to have. Don't. No reason to to not yeah, bring it course. in, and, and you lose brand recognition. Yeah, people don't know that that's you, and people know, like casual drinkers know their beers. I yeah, of course. They're yeah. getting a good fan base. They always win people's choice, for example. Um, so yeah, good, good to see that they've made that decision to bring it back into the wing. Um, there was a good article in the Crafty Pint this week. It was International IPA Day. Mm-hmm. Uh, IPA, uh, I don't know, whatever it is. Anyway, it was all about the history of IPA. Um, really well researched. I'll put a link to it. Uh, have a read. Um, he also did a blind tasting. It's crafty. Yep. Of with like the IPAs? Yeah. With part two. Part two. So it's higher ABVs. I thought the results were interesting. Um, yeah, the, the Murray's one came on top, didn't it? Murray's and then Kaiju. Mm-hmm. Um, Metamorphosis, which I haven't had in a while, so I'd be keen to try yeah, it Yeah, definitely. Again. Well, this is also the value of um, the crafty's blind tastings, right? I immediately went looking for that Murray's yep. IPA and... I would have bought the Metamorphosis as well, had I not. It would have. I would have had a total imbalanced swag of just IPAs. So, did you buy the Murrays? N- no, they didn't. It wasn't in stock at Grape and Grain, okay. my local bottle shop. So, um, um, yeah, I didn't find it. 
It looks kind of dark. It looks too dark for me, though. Yeah, I think, and that was. So I don't think things. I would probably agree with that. And I think our, our sort of one of my favorite beers slash IPAs of the last few months has been the um, one from Bad Shepherd. Sh- yeah, definitely. And that's, that did pretty badly. Or didn't do badly. It was, but it was well done. Meanwhile, um, I'm really looking forward to their double IPA coming out. Yeah, so we're yeah. going to do a show and have a taste of their double IPA? I think so, yeah. I was talking to. Um, Derek and the brewer whose name escapes me unforgivably um, at Hop Nation and uh, the explanation that I was giving is like this is going to be right up our alley kind of uh, one time style double IPA yeah awesome great uh, it's exciting to see yeah I think the description was um, like a, a light backbone which works for us and I think it's like the maximum possible hops thrown into it as well that the system can handle so yeah fun Speaking of um, hops, East Coast IPA, Northeast IPA. Sure, it's like a um, a very big discussion in America. Not so much here well, until ki- recently, yeah. when a couple of it popped up. Eh? Kicked off um, in New Zealand. So, if people that don't know, it's basically this kind of new method of IPA where it's all late hops, um, mo- like just shitload of hops in the, during fermentation, keeping all the yeast in sp- suspension. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got. A, I'm write, currently working on an article about it, so maybe I'll. So stay tuned for some more. Yeah. Um, and uh, talking about Australian versions of it, but it's basically the most controversial style. There's currently still going a Twitter war in New Zealand about it, where people are. Because for the Malthouse, and now I think I think Malthouse lay claim to the event, but uh, such as its popularity that I think they extended it to the Fork and Brewer. Yeah, yeah. For hosting duties as well, that they do the annual West Coast IPA challenge. Yeah. And the reason why there was. Um, a little bit of discussion around it is that uh, perennial irreverent heroes garage project chucked in a east well New a, England a New England a Vermont IPA for want of a better phrase in the West Coast IPA challenge and while this is some classic vintage garage project work I agree with the haters I completely agree yeah. um, but there was a so yeah you, it's not this it's a different style yeah, of beer I think it's and not a West Coast IPA yeah um, they are, they are distinct. Things. Yeah, but what's interesting was um, oh, don't get me wrong. I wanted to drink the hell out of that beer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, a lot of people were very unhappy with the, the look of it because the, sure, because it's not a yeah. West Coast IPA, and that's yeah. what a lot of discussions are around. Um, it looks like a turbid milkshake. Anyway, um, read my article coming up. Mm, Speaking of hops, the hop- this is the second, third story of hops. Second that you've uh, linked with. Speaking of hops, yeah. How fun! I'm just gonna keep saying that yeah. every time. Um, so I got an email from the PR of James Squire mm-hmm. and they're like, we're sending out the hop thief. Hope you enjoy it. And it never arrived. So I replied and said, Hey, I never got that beer. And he never replied back. Second time this PR's done that, said he's sending a beer, never got it. Same PR? Same dude. Right. Same PR. Um, the first one was for Little Creatures. I'm assuming it's the same PR. Sure. People. Um, so he's never replied to both emails where I've said, Hey, you beer never arrived but I really want to taste the hop thief because apparently they've dialed back the malt a lot oh interesting and, okay um, I'm you know I'm really curious and I'm hearing really good things about it so I went along to my local liquor land and it was written on the um, thing hop thief coming soon right I'm gonna come back in a week came back a week later I'm like it still said hop thief coming soon so I said to the dude you're like mate this how soon is soon yeah where's this hop thief and he's like oh yeah we, we think we ordered it but they sent us number seven instead What's number seven? Just to say, like the previous version. Of oh, it. right. 
Um, so I don't know if I'm ever destined to even try that beer, but anyway, I think it's interesting. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I also read about takeovers this week in terms of Asahi. Yes, I read that. Um, it was a very good article. I'll put a link. Uh, it was interesting. Oh, the final thing. Oh, no, second to final thing. We're drinking a Karma Keg. We were drinking we, a Karma Yeah, keg. we did drink a Karma Keg. I would love to uh, pronounce the name of it, but it was so many A's. So it's a naan pale, um, basically a pale with some naan bread in it. Yeah, there's no flavouring. Maybe some mouthfeel out of the nine, but like maybe not. Yeah. But it was a pretty delicious pale yeah, it was, ale. It was so nice. Um, uh, it was brewed by Four Hearts for. Um, I can't remember what the co- the co organization was called, but it was to uh, design and build some playgrounds in India for out, out of sort of leftover recycled. Is that right? Tiro, yeah. Cool. So, so um, it's a very very worthy course. So Patrick works here at Turo Recording, and he used to work at the Scratch. Apparently, right. Um, is, Which is, is heading over to help out with his charity. Um, so we chipped in. Yeah, so right after um, the Karma Keg pays for his flights, the rest of it is going to the chat. It's not true, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> um, but maybe we'll put a link uh, in the show notes. For the sure. Yeah. I can't think of many more worthy causes. Yeah, I know, right? Like kids sometimes get shitty lives yeah. and they should have playgrounds. They can't play Donkey Kong like I'm watching right now. Happening exactly. Here. Um, the Whoa! There was just some heroic. Speaking of hops, the jumping then was heroic, and they ended up failing. So, um, the um, disappointing. The final piece of news is that we're at Turo, mm-hmm. and it's probably going to be the last time we're at Turo. Definitely, yeah. Uh, they're closing in a week's time. Yep. Fourteenth uh, of August is their last day. Um, I've got a an, an article coming up in broadsheet about what's happening, but the the quick summary is that. Um, slow beer have bought out Tiffany's part mm-hmm. and they're going to make it a second slow beer. Yeah. So all is not lost. Uh, fans of slow beer, there'll be another one in Fitzroy. In um, Smith Street. Yes. There's going to be a, an addition of a pool table up here. I don't know if the Super Nintendo and Donkey Kong are going to stay. They'd be crazy to get rid of it. I'm transfixed and I'm not even playing. Yeah. Um, but I think it's a shame to see Turo go. I always like it here, but yeah, it's, it's good like that it's going to stay. Yeah, yeah. It's not going to be like a... Total abandon of the idea. So, um, yeah, it's a bit of a shame, but uh, I'm sure that slow beer here will be a good venture, and I'm sure Tiffany's going to go on and do some fun things within beer. So, uh, it won't be all lost. Yeah, definitely. Um, now, for our main segment, we've got an interview that I recorded. Yeah, a bit of a different sort of show this week. So, so. yeah, the interview was with Beth from Beervana. She's the the manager of the whole festival um, over Skype. That I conducted. Basically, the plan was to drink a beer that she chose. We both drink it and have a quick chat about it. Nice. The chat went for like 45 minutes. That's a full show. Um, yeah. Beer Varna's next week, so we figured let's just slot that into this. So, uh, yeah, we're drinking. Uh, stay tuned to find stay out what we Stay tuned to figure it out. Uh, cool. All right. Nice. Have you opened your beer? I have. Cool. Now, um, slightly interesting, and, and let's start this officially now. Okay. Because Liberty, um, we get them over here, mm-hmm. but we quite often end up with some old stock on the shelves here. Mm-hmm. And it's an interesting one because I'm a huge fan of their beers, um, and I don't, I don't know if there's a bowling date on this, but I'm not sure it's as fresh as I'd, I'd like it to be. So. It's funny. 
actually, I was looking, I did the same in, yeah, obviously, you know, we'll get it a lot fresher here and found little Easter eggs of, I'm not sure if you get, I was going to talk to you about the um, dates on there anyway, because the, the best before dates, like, have, one of them said, um, one of them was like, happy birthday, and another said, oh, yeah. Um, I've got something on here, it's something massacre. Oh, yeah, and this one says redneck. Right. Yeah, this is, it looks like Bible massacre or something massacre. Um, what's the best before date on yours? You sort of find them and then they're lost forever again. Um, well, you do. I'll just um, say to the listeners, so it's the Yakima Scarlet from Liberty in New Zealand. Uh, the best before dates are on the bottle neck if anyone um, is buying one. Handy to know where they are. And you've lost yours. Maybe you need to completely lost it. Maybe you need to pour more out. Fresher than yours, let's say. (laughs) Yeah, so so what's your uh why did you pick this beer for a start? Well I I mean I I adore Liberty as a as a brewery. It's like one of I mean I've been following them for a long time and I just I do think that um Joe isn't Excellent, excellent brewer. Mm. Um, and speaking of freshness, um, I was up uh, visiting his new brewery a few weeks ago and tried the Halo Pilsner straight from the tank. Mm. And, oh my lord! It was, it was, yeah, it was biblical. Right. Going. <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. Um, yeah, it was so so tasty. Excellent. Um, but. It came from, so I thought, well, because we're talking about Nirvana and so when I had my job interview, just as a kind of like kooky last question, kind of make you sort of feel better, like, you know, it's one of those job interviews that you're just like, I want this so bad and you're so nervous. Yeah. Um, So just to kind of put me out of my misery a little bit, um, they asked me, if you were going to be one beer, what beer would you be? And so I chose Yukiwa Scarlet. Um... For lots of different reasons, um, and yeah, so I thought, well, I have to obviously drink this one yeah. uh, for this interview. So that it's kind of your brand beer then. If there's a beer that's your brand, it's this one. Yeah, I guess so. But you know, it's that thing where I don't know. Um, depending on a different day, maybe it would be other things. But um, yeah, that's what it was at the time. <laughs> um, and can you tell us what you're what you're tasting, smelling? What's, what does it feel in this beer? I think the thing, I was thinking about it last night, and it's kind of an, maybe an odd analogy, but the thing, you know, with like Asian food, where it's all about those sort of balancing, and so, you know, it's like sweet and umami and sour and, mm. you know, like all those kind of things and what makes truly sort of amazing um, sort of like <coughs> sort of like Thai and Vietnamese food is is when it all kind of comes together so perfectly. And I yep. think that's kind of what this does for me, where it's sort of amazing kind of, yeah, those sort of caramels, but then still really hoppy and bitter and, mm. you know, so it kind of, it's quite complex and, um, yeah, it's sort of, I think, yeah, it's extremely satisfying because it kind of, yeah, because of that complexity, I think. Do you think people, and this is probably a good example, when they, they think of balanced spears, they're generally pretty low ABV, low hopped. 
Whereas bigger beers can still be really balanced in terms of, you know, this has got big malt, big hops, but it's all the, as you see, like Vietnamese uh, food, I, I love cooking Vietnamese food and it'll be spicy as anything, but I'll, I'll put in loads of lime and, and um, fish sauce. And, you know, I think, yeah, it's a, a, a great thing that balance can be so big, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, with, um, yeah, definitely with, yeah, Asian food as well. It's sort of, I think, and maybe that sort of speaks to maybe our palates, I'm not sure. But, um, yeah, just the kind of, I think, I think like having all sort of ends of the spectrum, it sort of becomes even more sort of complex. And, um, but yeah, so that I think even then maybe that balance is harder to achieve. So, again, it's kind of, Testament to Joel and, and his brewing. Mm, mm. Um, now, they brew a few beers, uh, three, three or four that I, I love. Um, Yakima Scarlet, also Yakima Monster, which is kind of the APA, which is basically an IPA, right? Yeah. And Citra, which is probably a podcast favourite of ours. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you'd go with the more maltier Scarlet over those, those other two, or it just depends on the day. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it definitely depends on the day. Um, I mean, it's like asking any movie lover what their favourite movie is, right? Mm. And and music, uh, you know, like I, it's quite funny. Like I always kind of compare beer to music and things like that. You know, just kind of um, yeah, sort of whether depending on what you feel like listening to on the on the day. But also, I quite often talk about this. Under, like truly understanding um, music, you kind of have to understand like really crappy pop as well, mm. and 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 understand that that also has its has its place. And you know, like food, you know, same sort of thing. You can love kind of really amazing like Spanish, you know, jamón or something like that at at sort of a hundred dollars um, a gram, but you know, also understanding that Big Macs are freaking awesome, you know? And so... <laughs> I, don't know I've, I don't know if I've ever eaten a Big Mac. Oh, buddy. I think I've eaten, cheese, like, cheeseburger, but, yeah, it's one of those things I've never actually eaten. Maybe it's I need to do it. It's a truly balanced meal. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, but I sort of feel... I, that's exactly how I feel, like, with beer as well. And, you know, I think, for me, anyway, that sort of snobbery that sometimes can come out in... in and beer drinkers, it's, um, you know, I think, it, and it sort of happens with any kind of niche thing, whether it's music or um, or beer or um, food and um, or films, I think, you know, like a truly enlightened kind of um, person in any of those fields kind of understands that full kind of gamut, I guess. Mm. Mm. I... I I don't ever really drink, I guess, cheap beer or, or mainstream beer, um, but I listen to a lot of garbage music. <laughs> well, what people would consider garbage, so I can definitely see that. Um, yeah. yeah. My, my but don't see, I mean, I just sort of think, you know, like it's, it's, there always has its time and its place, you know. Hmm. A perfect example was a friend telling me about um, being on the golf course and it was just like a really hot day. And I don't know if you get over there, but um, the DB. Export citrus. 
No. Uh, so two so percent. I think over here the equivalent would be I think there might be like Forex um, might have some sort of citrus or lime yeah. ones, something like that. So really low ABV, Radler style. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it just you know like it was just that perfect contextual thing. You know, it was really cold. It wasn't too you know like it was. I mean, it was essentially just like a, a slightly boozy lemonade. You know? Yeah. So in context, what's the ultimate context for this beer? What's your perfect context for it, least? Oh, this is quite nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, right now I have my it's, – it's getting cooler here, so I've got my heater on in my office. Um, just trying to think the first time I had it. Like the first time when I sort of I, – I had it quite early on and it was – I mean it was just one of those kind of – wow moments and maybe that's going back to that kind of that sort of big complexity thing um i i mean it's a really nice sharing beer as well like what's the um 6.9 so yeah i mean it's sort of getting up there and comes in a 500 ml bottle as well so what's that 2.2.8 standard drinks yeah i mean I don't know, maybe it's just the, the sort of colour of it and everything, but it does seem, it actually seems quite perfect for autumn, you know, like mm. it's sort of, sort of slightly cooler weather. Um, I made a goat curry last night and we had it with that and it was really nice, you know. Goat curry? Yeah. So Indian style? Yeah. Awesome. I left it in the slow cooker for two days. <laughs> Intentionally or unintentionally? <laughs> a bit of both. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, I reckon this would be great with a with a go curry. It's got because the sweetness is still there with the malt. Yeah, um, yeah I, I might have to try that out. Although my girlfriend doesn't eat goat, so that might. Um, yeah, it's, cha- it's challenging. Yeah. I, I kind of just I bought it because I I was like, oh, it's cheap. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, I mean, apparently you're supposed to kind of like rest it in milk or something like that, sort of. To, oh, to, to take the. People do that with pork as well. Yeah, it depends. Maybe like because it was wild as well. So I think that it's kind of there can be a bit more funk when it comes to those wild goats. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, now tell us about Beavana this year. Mm. Well, it's so we we've just had our um, the registrations have gone out and we had the. Um, Registration cut off and it's gone gangbusters. <laughs> um, I think it's a real testament to, and it's actually quite interesting looking at the um, the ANZ Craft Beer Report that went, came out last year. You know, like looking at actually how much the festival itself has grown as well, and and their kind of numbers they sort of almost marry up in a way. Is it's just been really interesting. So twenty percent of the people. That we that will so of the breweries that will be at Giovanna this year, um, uh, have started in the last year. Wow! Yeah, which is crazy and amazing and really exciting. I think for anyone coming to Giovanna this year is actually um, because there's definitely it's really great you know having your favourites and seeing them year on year. But I think now we're in this really amazing sort of time when people can come to Biavana and sort of see what's what's new, who's out there. Um, but I also think that now it looks like, you know, breweries are also using Biavana as that kind of launching hmm. um, pad, which which actually 
Garage Project did five years ago, so um, I won't take any credit for that at all. <laughs> but you know, it definitely, you know, it definitely works for them. And I think, um, I think what we're also seeing is already kind of rumours, or you know, talking to the breweries and stuff. They've got bigger stands, and they're doing some really, really cool stuff this year. So people are thinking, kind of, it's definitely like outside of that sort of. Um, we call it trestle tables and pale ales. Yeah, yeah exactly. You know, um, and and just sort of encouraging that as much as possible. And one thing we sort of put in the um, in the pack was kind of, I mean, Wellington is filled with set designers and um, and quite, you know, sometimes out of work set designers, and <laughs> yeah. set builders, and um, other sort of movie um, related people. So. I mean, that's a resource that we can tap into at any point. So, and I think, yeah, it's just, it's really, really exciting seeing people um, kind of really have fun. And I think what what I'm loving more than anything is the way the breweries are thinking with the with the punters in mind, mm. you know, like how how can we enhance that kind of festival kind of atmosphere and, and things. So it's, it's pretty cool. And, yeah, we're definitely nearing capacity for the whole place. Awesome. Yeah. One of my kind of memories of last year was um, Kieran from North End, and he was in a um, a little camper van pouring his beers out of the the side of the camper van, and I think I had, you know, barrel-aged Flanders beer, but it was so like, it was almost a New Zealand, you know, such a kitschy little camper van, New Zealand beachside look that reminded me of camping grounds in New Zealand but he was pouring this barrel aged Flanders with Brett or something and it was uh, yeah yeah. so it's kind of it's a lot more exciting than just going to a, a table with an esky on it or a chili bin and yeah, seeing yeah, the, yeah. Um, it's super engaging it's it quite funny actually last year there, it sort of was like the year of the vehicle because there was two ca- car- caravans I think yeah. and a combi and I mean it was yeah it was, it was nuts so yeah. We, Dave and I talked about um, festival trends a few podcasts ago, but how one year everyone was either haircuts or tattoos at every festival. <laughs> yeah, that was a year before, yeah. Um, and we were trying to, like, work out what the next trend would be and, yeah, vehicles seemed to be it. We didn't, we didn't pick that. Yeah. Um, I'm just trying to think what it'll be this year. I'll, I'll try and, yeah, I'll let, you, I'll, I'll let you in on the scoop later. Yeah, definitely. That's a hot <laughs> scoop for all of a time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, no, it is really, it is, it is really interesting. Um, I mean, yeah, it's funny because I don't know if you saw Emerson's, they've got, they've like got this little mini now. Which oh, I just see that, yeah. Very cool. I mean, it's, it's genius if you think about it. I mean, it's sort of, it's the same way that sort of people have food, food trucks and things. Mm. Mm. Um, yeah, it's very cool. Um, how long have you been with Beavana now? Uh, less than a year. Okay. Less <laughs> so, than a oh, so just before last year you came on. Yeah, so I got the job at like eight hours before I flew out to – I was going to Gabs and Good Beer Week with this enormous contingent of um, Wellingtonians just on my own dime. Um, and, yeah, and then basically – kind of hustled an interview kind of earlier because I was got you know, and mm. I think it worked, definitely worked in my favour. I was like, well, guys, I'm going to Australia <laughs> to 
for this VFE store. So if you want to interview me about running a VFE store, you better do it before I go to the VFE store. Um, but yeah, so I mean, it is quite amazing to think that this time last year, I didn't know the role existed mm. and already we've, you know, we've basically signed off like our entire um, brewery list and, you know, we're already down the path with so many other things. So it's, it's quite, even though, you know, like it's, it's already just, I mean, it's at full steam. Um, yeah, it definitely feels far more on top of things than we did last year. I likened it last year to basically jumping off a bridge onto a, a, a steam train just going, you know, full bore and just kind of holding on and <laughs> helping it get to the station, you know. It was, it was a, it, it was, it was fun, but. I, well, I was there last year and I definitely didn't get the sense that it was rushed or anything. So it's good. you must have done a good job. What's amazing now is we're seeing more and more of our guys from Wellington going to Melbourne, you know, for Good Beer Week and for Gabs. But then what's really cool is we're also seeing that um, exchange back again. Mm. And, um, and not just from um, Melbourne and also not just from Wellington, um, we're sort of seeing that from both sides of the um, from yeah both sides of the Tasman, Bailey and Gabs that that sort of time is just it's it's such an amazing time and I think that's another thing that I realised with with Wellington or coming out of Bivana as well and realising that it it's so much more than Wellington uh, so much more than Bivana you know like it's mm. actually the experience of coming to Wellington you know there's road to Bivana happening at the same time. We also, it sort of kicks off, everyone kicks off Wellington on a plate, which there's just like, you know, burger burger competitions and, um, you know, like all of these pop-ups. And so it's like this incredible time to come to Wellington if you love beer because mm. it's just happening all over the city. Um, and that's, you know, and that's the same sort of thing with Melbourne, you know, like, mm. um, I mean, that's why, again, like still so many of us are uh, travelling over the year um, this year and, you know, have on years on past to, um, yeah, to kind of, if you're, if you're a beer lover and sort of, sort of three or four hours flying to, at distance, you know, going to, to Melbourne during the, during that week is just, I mean, it's incredible. Hmm. I, every time we go for beer, for Beervana, we always leave thinking we should have spent more time in Wellington. Yep. Um, mostly because we uh, partly because we miss out on a whole bunch of food that we want to try because we end up going to beer places the whole time, right? Um, and also just because there's so much more to Wellington than than beer and food. Like it's, like, it's such a great place. <laughs> I agree. Um, and I feel like a lot of people come to Melbourne with the same. You know, they come to a couple of good beer week events, come to Gabs, and then like they're leaving. Like, oh shit, we didn't do this, this, and this. Mm. Um, so yeah, we we still always say we need to get back over to to Wellington and spend like a week that's yeah. not during a beer festival um, because there's still yeah, so much good beer there. Yeah, it is pretty special. I mean, any time of year, I think. Um, yeah, it's funny actually. I was talking about Wellington the other day because um, I was sort of likening it to other. Country, like so others yeah countries who kind of so Melbourne is a well so Australia and Melbourne is a perfect example 
um, US and Portland again, mm. and, and these places in London, you know, all these places where culture and food and beer now especially is just like absolutely kicking off. If you look at them all, they're just, they're places that aren't really known for its amazing weather. Mm. And so I was kind of like, is it because we have to find other ways to amuse ourselves? Yeah. Which is eating and drinking and, you know, sitting inside, um, you know, venues listening to music and things because we can't rely on, like, lovely beaches and <laughs> these sort of things. You, you can't go out to the beach every day and enjoy the sunshine or look at the yeah, Harbour exactly. Bridge. Um, but, yeah, I mean, um, Wellington is uh, Wellington is a, is a very, very special city, I think. Um, I was just talking to you before. I lived in Melbourne for two and a half years, um, also lived in London, and then came back kind of with this idea to move out to Auckland. You know, it's that kind of thing where you just you sort of have lived in these big cities before and you're just going to, like, I'm just going to um, live in Wellington, uh, New Zealand's sort of biggest city, but... I just, I, I stayed in Wellington over the summer and have, even though I'd spent all my university years here and everything, it was just this diff, completely different city and um, yeah, I just, I've, I fell in love with it and I, I fell in love with the food and the, the beer scene and that sort of, the sort of hospitality side of things. Mm. Um, yeah, I've never left. So did you like grow up in Wellington? I grew up in Levin, which probably means nothing to all of your um, listeners, but it's sort of an hour and a half out of Wellington, and it's just, I, I think the greatest thing that I ever did in Levin was getting was getting out of it, you know, like it's not, <laughs> it's not a great, it's not a great city, uh, not a great town, sorry. Yeah, I, I know our, um, our local representative rugby team used to play Levin, uh, play up in Levin. I can't remember the name of your representative team, but whatever it was, was about the equivalent of ours in the third division yeah. in um, New Zealand rugby. Um, that's about all I know about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's not. I think it, actually in the 90s it got voted like New, Ze- New Zealand's most boring town and then, <laughs> then the, like, the council freaked out and like put in a skate park and a, um, and a hydra slide and stuff like that's, living in a small town as a, you know, growing up in one, that's almost like a thumb strategy to get something good for your town because there's like, you know, our, my hometown had nothing um, so everyone just drank and did, did drugs. So, yep. you know, maybe something like a hydroslide would have <laughs> kept kids off drugs. <laughs> yeah, let's employ, let's employ hydroslides across the nation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, now, give us a couple of dates. When's Beavana this year? Uh, Beavana is the 12th and 13th of August. Awesome. It's also a good time to fly over because it's always pretty cheap if you're yes. in Australia, so yeah. keep that in mind. One, one cool thing that we're doing at Beavana this year is, and it sort of happened kind of organically last year, is um, Tuatara. As part of their stand, they worked really closely with one restaurant, so they kind of extended their their stand to kind of so it was a full kind of collaborative thing. Mm. And I mean, playing to our strengths as well as the Wellington Culinary Events Trust um, and our and our contacts and things, we've actually um, encouraged this year. So all of the food that'll be at Biavana 
Um, so all the restaurants will collaborate with one particular brewery cool. and then all of the food will um, have its own beer match. Awesome. Yeah, so, and then, you know, and what's amazing is that now, you know, the breweries are already sort of talking with restaurants and, they're, you know, and they're restaurants, you know, like it's, yeah. it's sort of high-end stuff. So, yeah, the, the food, I mean, that's sort of one of the main pieces of feedback that we had last year as well, sort of calibre of food. So hmm. just stepping it up again, which is cool. Awesome. We're doing a similar thing with the guys at Gabs um, where if you get a beer, you can kind of punch in the characteristics to the app and it will show you what dishes are going to match that. So I think it's good because beer food and beer festival food traditionally is, you know, it's greasy or it's an afterthought or if it's it's not that exciting. Um, Whereas I know, you know, Beavana, I think last year my my happiest moment was eating the pickled oysters. Um, I think it might have been with that that Flanders from, from North End. So cool. um, what a good combination of memories that people always do Flanders and getting it out of a caravan. Um, but, you know, it's so good to, to be able to get something good. And also you can get something horribly bad, which is also good, like the deep fried, <laughs> was it deep fried black pudding that I had one year? <laughs> yeah. It's, um, yeah, I mean, you, that's that thing, right? We're kind of like if we, um, you know, do a call back to earlier, you know, like that whole thing of, you know, sort of having that full kind of spectrum as well like definitely um yeah having sort of crappy food with like really sort of amazing beer and and um and maybe the other end as well you know like i don't know foie gras and (laughs) (laughs) corona (laughs) maybe not one i'd do but (laughs) (laughs) all right beth thank you so much for your time you're so welcome um and yeah, definitely come um, earlier in the week. Um, yeah, like at least sort of Wednesday, and um, yeah, just kind of experience Road to Beavana. There's some amazing events that happen. It's like similar to Good Beer Week now, right? Definitely, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's um, yeah, uh, they're they're definitely sort of um, it was just again like, like it was a bit like you know sort of last minute. It was sort of second year last year, and and then just it, and then it, it just went gangbusters so this year um it's already in the planning stage and which is exciting and um lots of amazing kind of ideas ideas flying around um my personal favorite which i always think about um was last year there was like dungeons and dungeons and flagons which was like which was a um a board game night yeah um and just like loads of awesome beers on. It sounds like it, that's going to end up, like it's the kind of the name of the podcast, right? It's the, the classic Dungeons yeah. and Flagons would be the ideal crossover of cultures for a podcast. Yeah. I've yeah. never played Dungeons and Dragons, so I'm not going to be the one that starts it, but I'd like to. It's a big, um, like a lot of the um, beer drinking community in Wellington, I think, like they, they have a big um, Dungeons and Dragons kind of so I'll just suggest it to them. I um, think some people who already have their own podcast. <laughs> Phil Cook. Here, maybe they should do a special uh, Dungeons and Flagons. Um, yeah. I feel like here we've just given a whole bunch of people ideas. I can't believe there's a nerd crossover between beer and board games. Who would have thought, huh? <laughs> yeah, I reckon. <laughs> um, any, any parting words about the beer? Probably having talked for so long and not 
drunk it for a little bit with the heater on, it probably hasn't gone so well, sort of warmed up a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> so drink quickly, not near a heater. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I really enjoyed mine. Um, I finished mine. And even though, as, as I said, it was it's actually nearing its best before date, it's um, a little bit peppery, which actually kind of helps things, you know, and not, not be too caramelly. So, yeah, yeah. I, I quite enjoyed it. Yeah. It's, um, yeah, I just, I don't know. I, I, I really like red ales as well. And, mm. um it's funny, like I, a, a friend of mine who's, uh, whose opinion I respect very much about beer, and, and I, I can't, this is the sort of thing, like I was, I was like, oh, do I mention this or not because it's kind of wanky, but um, I, the, I was kind of, another reason I sort of said in my job interview about how um, I really liked this beer is because, yeah, one person um, once said, because I sort of said, oh, you know, I really like red ales. And he sort of said, that's, pr-. and it was quite early on in my kind of beer drinking sort of discovery days. And mm. he, he just said, oh, that's, that's quite an advanced palate. And, you know, and so I was kind of showing off in my job. <laughs> and maybe he was just like, I don't know, being nice. But, um, yeah, uh, yeah, I just, uh, yeah, I really like red ales and, um Hmm. Yeah. Awesome. Good time. Anyway, um, I've, I, I have to get going because I need to run to a meeting. Um, but this is awesome. Thank you so much, Beth. And we'll catch up when you're in Melbourne, hopefully, for a beer. Oh, all editing work. You're not going to uh, yeah. stuff it. Yeah, yeah, I so like we'll it. Post, yeah. Baby. yeah, nice. Um, Thanks to Beth for joining us. I really like. Wasn't Beth. that a good chat? I yeah. really enjoyed that. Have you met Beth? No, never. She's great. Yeah, yeah. Um, really good that she's someone that's passionate about beer, is managing a beer festival, sure, and doing a great job of it. We're not making it to beer banner this year, but if you are, have fun. Oh, oh, I sort of also did a top five beers to try at beer banner. Did you? Um, How'd you uh, work out your list? Just looked at the list and Went. what was unique Ooh, for beer banner, yeah, and okay. these ones will be fun. So uh, I'll put. What did you um? Out. What was it? What was the highlights of your top five? Oh, top six actually. In the end. Um, <laughs> yeah, you can't restrict that to five. Yeah, true. I went for Craftwork out of Omaru. Sure. Um, yeah, which we had one of their saisons, uh, saisons, yep. which was delicious. Yep. Um, Oambic. Mm-hmm. So it's the Alambic. Um, again, spontaneously fermented in a cool ship. Nice. Built out of an old shower. Okay. Um, yeah. And those guys are great people. Uh, I met them recently, and yeah, I, I love what they're doing. Yeah, well, I mean, if anything, if that beer that we had is any indicator, then they're going to do lots and lots of fun things in the future. Um, yeah. Sprig and Fern Espresso Black IPA. Okay, good uh, one. I think Sprig and Fern, I don't, I don't love all their beers, but they do really good dark beers. Okay, cool. And I think that's a, a fun one to try. Nice. Um, ooh, what else? The Batch Brewing Triple IPA, Barrel Fermented Triple IPA. Ooh, what barrel is it? Do you know? Was it Didn't part say, of, I okay. Remember. Uh, that sounds like a big beer, yeah. Yep. And North End Brewing, who are a small one based just outside of Wellington, yep. uh, they are doing a sour, it's just called a sour ale, but it's aged in barrels with Pedro Zimenez. Oh, interesting. Uh, okay. So I think that'd be pretty fun. And his Flanders Reed is one of my favourite favorite beers that I've ever tried. So um, try that one. 
I can't remember the others. All right. I'll put a link. Stay tuned. Oh, Fork and Brewer um, are doing a Burton Ale. Oh, good. So what are they doing to the water? Not sure. Okay. Say. But so people that don't know, Burton Ale is traditionally really hard water. Um, quite often confused with IPAs in terms of like hard water gives a, a bigger hop profile. As sure. A and yeah. So um, you don't see too many. No, I uh, I drank I drank a, l- a few of them when I was like uh, setting off on my beer expedition because who made them? A lot of English beers so because i was like pretty into english beers i got lots from uh ackland cellars because they would often have a lot of english english beers there mm. so um yeah it sounds fun mm. good list um yeah i'll put a link to it as well have a read uh i chose each one because there's a little bit of a story behind it whether it's personal or the, the style or the brewery so yeah um recommendations sure how do you want to kick off let's do non-beer yeah, okay. No, let's do beer. Be- all right, beer, fine. Um, f- last night, we went to one of the knockoff... Um, we went to one of the knockoff sessions at Stomping Ground, who are about to open in a couple of weeks for regular trading, but they're doing Friday nights with a food truck. So that's the uh, team from the Tap House. Tap House like team tap house. at their new um, uh, Collingwood brew pub site. And Luke... So just you've been going to some the F- Melbourne Film Festival yep. and your ethos has been your girlfriend will book the movies yes. you will be told nothing about it yep. the first the first feedback you get is when your eyes see the movie yep. uh, on the screen which can I interrupt quickly mm-hmm. that's been really hard because three of the movies we've been to have had the director there right and so, so you get like a little bit of a so like <coughs> someone gets up and says got the director here um, yeah. and then they read the blurb about the movie right it's like this movie is a harrowing tale. Yeah. And so I'm you've got your fingers in your ears going, la, 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 And I'm yeah. like, why are you telling us this? Yeah. We're here already. Yeah. Stop telling us how yeah. we're going to feel. I'm not going to get up and leave before you start the movie. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Um, and that was also, I didn't just bring that up for no reason. That was also your approach to that venue because they were offering um, tours because currently the setup is the site of the, uh, of the bar is where the brew, the brew house is and the... Uh, the venue side, which is under construction, is on the other side of the property, uh, and they were offering tours to take you through to see what's going on, what the progress is, because I think that the contract is leaving on the 14th of August, which yep. is only 10 or so, nine days away. I don't know what the date is. Um, so there's quite a lot of progress done already, and you refused to go mm-hmm. under the same premise. Like, yeah. once it's all done, yeah, you want to see how it looks. Yeah. But... I do not have that same uh, discipline. So I went and had a look and the space is so fun. It's going to be a really, really good spot to not only just drink a beer, but just hang out on a Sunday afternoon, perhaps. It's a good indoor slash outdoor space. Good for the whole family. It's going to be really, I'm really excited They've about it. They've got like a kid's playground there, right? Yeah. Like so like one wall of the outside um, area is like a built-in like, cubby house. It's really cool. That's like, fun. Yeah. I like that. Did you say the beer you recommended? No, that brings me on to the beer recommendation. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I uh, had a bit of Mr. Burger. And while I had a Mr. Burger, I got their... Bro- food truck the food truck, the yeah, is the food aspect is the food truck. And they had Mr. Burger there. And I had a brown ale with it, their core brown ale, which has a snappy name, but I can't remember what it is. Upside down brown ale, maybe? Yeah. Oh, that might be it. Yeah. Um, and it's on point. Yeah, it tastes nice. really good. So... Uh, 
I was really happy with it, and that's my beer recommendation. You know what I really liked about the place that place last night was they've got collaborations. They've got four or five with other breweries yep. at the moment, and they've got their own beers. Every so all the collaborations are at one price point, you know, eight dollars for yep. a, a decent sized glass or whatever, and the standard beers are at one price point, six dollars for a standard sized glass. That's it. So there's yep, no like exactly six fifty right. for that one. There's a three and a half percent Berliner Weiss. That's the same price as a. Seven and a half percent, whatever. It just yeah, makes things it really makes simple. So much easier. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I like I like that approach. But that's going to be such a beautiful venue. Like, be ready to be wowed. Yeah, awesome. So I got home last night and ended up opening uh, a Gerza. Sure. From Lindemans, their uh, four year whatever. Amazing. Yeah. Gorgeous, but it reminded me why I like classic. Uh, you know, three, three Fontana and Cantillon, um, Boone, which we, we were in a shop today and saw Boone Gers on the shelf for $11 for yep. a small bottle. Sure. It's probably the best value outside of maybe Rodenbach that you'll get. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Uh, so I just think, go go buy one. This like That style when done right is just gorgeous. Yeah, it really is. And It's also like, it's one of those styles that's like evergreen. Like if it's the middle of winter and it's snowing and you can't leave your house. Yeah. Perfect. If it's the middle of summer and you're not wearing a shirt in your backyard, yeah, yeah. perfect again. Yeah. yeah. You got cheese. You got a roast meal. You yeah, got exactly. Dessert. Yeah. Um, yeah. I know. I know. It's almost a oh yeah obvious recommendation to recommend Belgian girls, but I do no, feel like, like the like reminder of things that might be uh, overlooked is a perfect recommendation. Yeah, yeah. It was one of those moments in my life where I just gone fuck this. It's exactly what I feel perfect. like. And it's yeah, just, that's yeah. good. Good recommendation, dude. Thank you. Uh, you should wait till you hear my non-beer. <laughs> well, I'll go first, so my mediocre one can be outshined by your well-thought-out one. Yeah, my recommendation is going to be—I don't know how you're going to do it, but go back and play Donkey Kong Country. Okay, because I haven't even get done emulators it. these days. Right? Definitely go online, get a SNES emulator, get Donkey Kong Country. I mean, all three of them have their uh, ups and downs. But I'm watching the original get played through, and it is. I think the comment that I had earlier was it's really hit me right in the childhood. And the music, I'm watching a few levels get played through. These guys that are playing are pros, so they're like going through like the fake walls and stuff to get the other stuff that, like, I go, oh, that's right, that thing happens. Yeah. yeah. Right. Uh, it's very enjoyable. Classic platforming action. It's one of those ones where, like, you need to be skilled. Like, you need to play the level through a few times to get it right. Good fun. Play Donkey Kong. Um, that's a really good re- recommendation. Nice. Uh, can, can I sort of springboard off that a little bit? Sure. Because I had some time to kill the other day. I was like, I really want to play a game. Got a PlayStation 3. Um, I also have my Emma's computer, which is a, a Macintosh. Mm-hmm. Uh, Apple Macintosh. Big company. You might have heard sure, of Sure, yeah. And it's it's... Souped up, like it's a graphic designer, the, the most you can pay sure. for, for whatever. And I went to like play a game. I thought, well, oh, I should get into some gaming on, on her Apple Macintosh. Yeah. And I know that's kind of a weird space. If we have Even li- still? Yeah, definitely. Okay. So we ha- and I, I, I want some recommendations from listeners to give me a fun game, any genre. I've been gaming okay. my whole life, but I've kind of lost touch. Well, I'm pretty certain that... The EA, uh, I don't know if you like simulator games, but like... I'm on board for anything. Okay, so like I am 
I'm 100% sure actually that the latest SimCity is Mac compatible. Oh, awesome. And it's really good. I was eyeing up Civilization 5. Sure, yeah. Um, and I Because play, I played the original yeah. years ago. Well, um, I, sank, loved it. I sank more time than is healthy into Civ 2. Yeah, it might have been Civ 2 yeah, that I played. So yeah, so good. Yeah, That was such a good game. Um, and there's a new civilization coming out. Nice. Um, so I'd love for our listeners to send me some Apple Macintosh recommendations. So you're... Is your recommendation that you want to get a recommendation? No, no. Oh, okay, is, right. just an aside. Because you were like, you're going to love my recommendation. And I'm like, yeah. terrible one. Yeah. Um, yeah, anything. Uh, and if there's a, there's, I looked, there's a few fun-looking indie platformers. Sure. Um, if anyone knows a really fun indie platformer, uh, to give some context, I love Metroid games. I love Mario Galaxy. Um, Mario Galaxy is really good, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I love roguelikes. I was a big roguelike fan. I don't know what I that is, but I still play rogue on my phone. Fun, Shout yeah. out to my nerds out there that, that okay. know what I'm talking about. Um, so yeah, hit me with your recommendations. Um, anyway. Did you ever play Portal? No, that is one that I think I'm yeah, gonna play. Portal's really I good. I would like to play that. I've and also, like, probably the one of the most enjoyable elements of Portal is that like the co-op element of it yeah. is totally different. So you can use the four portals to complete puzzles. Oh, that's nice. It's really fun. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, all right. Maybe maybe Portal will be on yeah. the list, and it's cheap these days, so it has to be. Yeah. Um. So my recommendation uh, is Pepper. Is what? Pepper. Pepper. Yeah. Pepper is really good, and I feel like salt gets all the glory. Uh, black pepper, great, yep. freshly cracked. White pepper, fantastic. Oh, hello. Here we go. Have you ever done some freshly white pe- cracked no. white pepper? No. Oh my god! Been putting in like Thai curries. It's a new level of spice, a, right. new, a new, whole new spice to me. So I use black pepper constantly. Like everything I do yeah. pretty much has black pepper. So I might switch it up with some white pepper perhaps. White pepper gives like a really good prickly Oh, you know what? Spice. I'm also about, like my grinder is about to be empty of black peppers. I might put some white pepper yeah, corn yeah, in there. Yeah, get All that right. going. Yeah. Um, How does it go like, because I use it pretty much mostly for like rubbing with meat. Uh, that'd be interesting. I'm not sure. Right, okay. give it a, a lot more spice. I use it in my um, Thai red curry paste, and it gets like a real prickly, sweaty heat, but just glorious. Okay, because like I, my one of my staple work lunches is like uh, chicken and salad, and I oh, pretty yeah, much like co- okay, cool. Yeah, um, and pink pink peppercorns, really interesting. Uh, chuck them in a, a salad. Chuck them in pickles. We do a quick pickle. Right. Some of that. It's a really interesting, really fragrant floral experience. Nice. Turns out just the whole world. Of just work right on there. your pepper game. Yeah. yeah. Work your pepper game, and I'm probably going to be doing the same over the next few months. Nice. Salt. Old news. True. It's all that Boring. Pepper yeah. Or MSG. I've got a bag of and MSG. And salt and kills you as well. So. Um, yeah. Yeah. What is like, peppers? I watched the. Uh, I don't even know which. Oh yeah, I watched the Mind of a Chef where. David Chang loves MSG and they had some doctor I don't know if he was a real doctor but yeah some doctor like debunking all the uh, MSG myths oh yeah there's no but which I bought 0% of what he was saying right so it's my understanding that MSG is basically in many many foods already Um, you know when you're eating a parmesan cheese I don't want to alarm you but there's a fun hat about to come in yeah Yeah. Um, it's pretty fun yeah uh, parmesan cheese, and you get the little hard, crystally bits. Sure, it's basically pure MSG. Right. Uh, and I think tomatoes have a lot of MSG in them. Right. Okay. Uh, just naturally. Obviously. So maybe like the theory behind what this guy was saying is strong, but like the way it was presented was so bad. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, I keep a bag of it at home um, and just chuck it in. Nice. I never tell guests because people have a weird thing about mm-hmm. it. Um, but you just buy it at the Asian grocery. If you live in Footscray, you are swimming in MSG. Yeah. Um, and it's called quite often called umami seasoning. Right. It's a marketing move. Right. The word umami Genius. is very hot. Yeah, right it now. is. Finally, we had a word such as savory that did the same thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, let's just use a mama. Hello, yeah. All right, everyone. Uh, Dave, tell us where we can find you. You can find me on uh, Twitter, Instagram, Periscope yeah, at how about that Periscope Dave. Action beforehand? Yeah, mate. We're just some hot content coming through. So, if you're not following us on, if you're not following me on Periscope, you are missing some uh, absolutely sizzling behind this behind the scenes uh, coverage and content. We also had an impromptu interview. Yeah, we sort of right. did. Yeah, so like uh, as we, as yeah as we were periscoping, um, Tiff was bringing me my naan cheese grilled cheese sandwich. So she told us a bit about that and also a bit about why the whole karma keg thing happened. Mm-hmm. Which like our insightful uh, takes on the whole thing is purely regurgitating what Tiff told us. Yeah. So if you are following me on Periscope and you check it out, you will see all of that stuff. Original. And we probably should do some more of that. I think it's a fun. I think I'll definitely be making the effort to do it at least every time we record, and perhaps I should have done it yesterday at Stomping Ground as well. Yep. Um, oh, yeah. I'll be doing it more. Yeah. Maybe, maybe we should do like a periscope tour of a brewery or. A yep. Also, that maybe we're at Bad Shepherd. Definitely. Also, um, uh, with that twenty gigabyte limit, a bump. Yeah, yeah. Hello, yeah, Periscope. Get, get yeah. Soak up some data, baby. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, How are we going to find you on the World Wide Web? Dot com. Mm-hmm. Everywhere. Oh, sorry. All the time. Everywhere. Instagram. Are you linking your stories to that you're doing for other services on Facebook or anything like that? Yeah. So the three that I did for Broadsheet, there's a weird thing where I think it was for the Craft Beer qu- Quarterly. Um, which what? is like a James Squire sponsored right, part okay. of the thing. And, and I still don't get the fucking James Squire beers, as we mentioned at the top sure, of the show. Yeah. Um, but I think they quietly killed off that section, but the stories are still there. So I'll put links to them in the show notes. Okay, so it's becoming like, uh, it's still the broadsheet content, but it's not whatever that ridiculous... Yeah, but oh yeah, no, okay. it's still got the, they've taken the main link off the front of the site. So you have to Google it to find it. Oh, I think it might be a sponsor. I don't know. I don't know. So I just wrote. Well, you'd best be linking the stories to your, the Facebook and perhaps your website, eh? Yeah, yeah. Maybe not your website. That seems a little bit. I think I put weird, a, cu- a couple up on Facebook. Cool. Already, but I'll put them all up there. But Facebook is the hub for all things Elevate Time related. So definitely give um, us a follow. Talk to us via that. Yeah, if you don't follow us on Facebook, I would like. Uh, a follow I'd re- we'd really appreciate it well uh, if you listen to this and you don't follow the Facebook page I don't understand that because like it really is the hub for all things all of the time and also you probably follow so many fucking rubbish pages that you like yeah one day, like, unfollow for a competition or something unfollow that page follow all of the time yeah pick the com- page you found yeah for a competition don't worry about the Land Rover you're not winning a Land Rover Okay. No, you. They vir- just harvested your data. You're not winning a Land Rover. Your virgin yeah. ear points are not going to be no. going up from following them. Yeah. You're going to get an email from some place you did. And then when you go, how do they get my details? It's yeah. because Land Rover took them and sold them. Yeah. Those motherfuckers. We would never sell your details unless it's for a lot of money. And then we definitely. Or even if it's like a little bit of money. But they're the only two circumstances. Yeah. Some some amount of money we're happy yeah, with. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, thank you to Tohider for our theme music. You didn't give your internet deets. Oh, you just gave the Facebook. Everywhere. Okay. Just everywhere. Snapchat. Yeah. Um, 
Have you done any cocktail recipes lately? No, I did. I've been doing Mystery Movie Fest on Snapchat. Um, there's now a Footscray lens on Snapchat, so if I'm in my home and I can, I can bring up like Footscray three hundred one one with a nice sure. graphic, which is pretty fun. I d- don't know what any of that means. Um, oh, I did the story of going to Stomping Ground yesterday. Nice. It's fun. There's a fun dog in that story. There w- is. Oh, so you captured him, did you? Yeah, it, I would have liked to get him better. Okay, but he was in there. He was a dude. Um, Little French bulldog. Yeah. Yeah. Really like. In the way as well. Yeah, he was sitting right, right. in like the path, yeah. yeah and you were like, this guy will love this, yeah. Shout out to that dog. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's wrap this up. All right. Cheers, Dave. Cheers, mate.